Oh, and we are live. The Patriots might be cheating again, but that is not why we are here. This is Throwing Smoke. I am Joe B. That is Uncle Randy. And tonight we have a special guest, Eric, your boy, Anders. Dude, thank you so much for joining in. Uncle Randy has not stopped gushing over you since he no. said you were going to come on. <laughs> uh, you see, he Alabama fan. He got his mind, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> baby. I'm telling you. First off, I mean, I got to thank you for the damn uh, the sack and the natty, baby. Alabama history right there. Watching Trust that game. Me. That, uh, me, that'll always be imprinted in my brain, babe. Uh, well, I wanted to get started because we don't want to take up a whole lot of your time, but I wanted to start there. Like, you weren't actually – you were recruited by Shula, right? That's right. All right. So, I want to know, like, what your thoughts were when you heard the rumor swirling that Saban was going to come to Bama. I mean – uh, you know, I think it was Rich Rodriguez was the front runner. And so I, I just remember everybody on defense was like, man, if Rich Rod comes here, then we out. Because, you know, historically his teams don't play very good defense. Uh, but if you're a wide receiver or an offensive player, you love Rich Rich Rodriguez. So uh, when they said Saban, you know, Nick Saban wasn't Nick Saban. Yeah, he had a national championship, but he only had the one and, you know, he wasn't doing very well at, uh, you know, in Miami. So, you know, between the two, he was much better. But, you know, no one really knew what, you know, he would go on to do just a few years down the road. Yeah, I just remember as a fan, and I mean, I had to eat crow. I was like, oh, I don't really like it. I don't like Saban coming to Bama. You know, I didn't like the way he left Miami, you know. With the, I'm yeah, not yeah, going yeah. anywhere. I, that was, I think that was his main criticism uh, coming was the way he came. But it was Bama who had him come that way, so. Hey, I changed my tune real quick, baby, when uh, yeah, when he got here. <laughs> well, I just have one other uh, question, football-related, and we're going to get on to NA, but it's all about the process. That's all anybody ever talks about, right? And I was wondering exactly to you, what's the process, and do you still use what you learned in your MMA career in regards to the process? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the process is everything that goes into giving yourself the best possibility, the best chance at winning. You know, uh, just because you do all these things, you're not guaranteed to win, especially in my sport where one punch can change the, the whole course of a fight. But, you know, you want to put yourself in the best possible position to win the fight. And uh, I truly believe there's confidence in preparation. And that's what the process is. Beautiful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you're, you're done with football, right? Signed by uh, the Browns as a free agent. Did Canada play arena nine to five? You're done with that. We're going into MMA. You walk into a gym and they tell you that you're going to spar Walt Harris. Now, did you know who that was at the time? Yeah, you know, uh, Walt's the reason I got into MMA um, through a mutual friend uh, connecting me with Walt. He told me to come by the gym. I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, I hadn't like been formally introduced to him or whatever, but. Um, and everybody around here in Birmingham knows who Walt is, man. You know, he's from yeah. here. You know, he's very successful uh, fighting career. So everybody knows who he is. And, uh, man, just walked into the gym and the coach asked me if I could fight. And I was like, yeah, you know, I could fight. And then uh, he put me in there with Walt. And uh, I quickly realized that I cannot fight. <laughs> and, uh, man, but I, I, I was hooked ever since. Dude, I bet. Uh I wouldn't doubt it. I had a, a 
brief uh, jujitsu career, but it started from an, an altercation. And then when I actually got in a gym, I realized that I don't know crap about anything yeah, yeah. and I'll just keep it on the sidelines. <laughs> you know, MMA and jujitsu and like combat sports in general is a very humbling experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first time I, I went into a gym, I went, I'm from Huntsville, by the way, Eric. So, you know, uh -huh. represent Alabama. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and uh, so I go into a gym with Team Sturgis there, and I'm fighting one of the guys. Oh, I, used to, man, I used to train with him. I trained with him before. John Sturgis? John, John Sturgis. That's no right. shit. Yeah. yeah. I was with John for years, man, uh, right after college. I went in because I just didn't want to be fat anymore. And these guys were fighting, and it was when it was real new. And John was, I mean, he's still a badass. The dude's a champion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he puts me up with Lance White. I don't know if you know Lance White, but he he won some local belts, regional belts. And I never fought anything but street fights. And yeah. we get in and he's like, all right, go 50% with Lance. We'll see if you're even worth, you know, fighting with our team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, man, I'm telling you, you think you could fight. And then when somebody that knows how to throw a crisp punch hits you in the face, yeah. you're like, okay, I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's a humbling experience, and I think that's why when you meet people in the MMA community or, you know, jiu-jitsu community, people are really blown away at how, like, humble these guys are. A lot of them are not necessarily what the guy you see on TV, but, you know, uh, when they're not in character, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So, so you start your career, you know, with a win in UFC, and then it's like within, like, six months you're fighting Machida, right? Like, after your UFC career starts. Uh, yeah, I think I made my, my debut in late July, uh, fought again in December and then fought Machida in February. Yeah. Following year. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I, it's noted on all the social medias. I thought you got robbed in that fight. It really chapped my ass, but <clears throat> what was it like to that quick in the UFC and you're staring across the octagon from Lauda Machida, who's a legend, you know? In Brazil, yeah. too, by the way. Props to you for doing that shit. Yeah, man. You know, they, um, you know, I just thought more so than anything that, you know, that's kind of what the UFC thought about me. He's like, hey, you know, this is a guy that go down there and give him a cheetah run for his money in his hometown. So, you know, uh, main eventing a, a, a card and you're just your third fight, you know, was, uh, things moving kind of fast. Yeah, I bet the crowd must be crazy. Like from going, to the like the fight nights <clears throat> and even like from the local circuit to the UFC I'm sure as the crowd size grows just the the adrenaline that you must get and then stepping in across and seeing like somebody with a name like Machida and the, the career that he's had <clears throat> yeah you know yeah, along with the you know when the crowd grows so does the the skill of your opponent you know so um Man, it was good, man. You know, he was really crafty, and, you know, I thought, you know, I, I just didn't have, like, the, the savvy that some of these other guys had back then. So I think it was a little too much too soon for me. But now uh, I think if I were to fight Machida, I'd put him away uh, early and, uh, we, you know, just perform. I'm ready for those top 15, top 10, top five guys now. Oh, yeah, I mean, you had him hurt a few times in that fight or what I remember of it. I mean, I know when you split him open and uh, regardless of being new, I was just like, I thought you had to have the decision. I know that the, I think the controversial round everybody was debating was like the second round or something. I'd given that to yeah. you, but it was such a good close fight. 
um, you know, I'm sure you had a lot of the drama, you know, because you have that built-in following from the just the Bama folks, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, fighting fights like that, they're really good. You know, it's it's good experience for you, you know. There's a lot of things I did uh, wrong in that fight that I've corrected since then that, you know, I think made me a much better fighter now than then. Now, one thing I want to add, as a football player at Alabama, a lot of, I had one of my buddies I went to high school with, Sean Draper, he played at Bama. He played from 97 to 2000. Um, and I used to ask him, you know, where's his favorite place to play besides home games? And he said LSU at night. That was his favorite place to play because it was so crunk, better place. crazy. And I wonder how much that got you prepared for, like, because you don't mind going to Brazil and fighting people at their home. Yeah, yeah. Turf. Man, uh, man, you know, I truly don't believe that there's an any more hostile environment than uh, Death Valley, especially, man. We played them in overtime. Uh, we played them in 2008. I think we went to triple overtime and ended up winning. And, man, just, you know, I'm pretty sure that place could have registered on the Richter scale. So, you know, uh, I, I would say that anywhere you fight in Brazil is the Death Valley of the MMA <laughs> community. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. they're telling you you're going to die, you know. You know, they don't like pour beer on you or spit on you or nothing like that on your yeah. way to the cage. You know, I, you know, they're just words. They truly don't believe that, you know, you're going to, you know, they don't mean it. It's just, uh, it's, you know, they, you have home home team advantage. Uh, yeah. you, it definitely feels like you're playing in a way game when you fight in Brazil. Hell yeah. All right. So you go from there and then you move in, you're fighting another savage in uh, Santos. And you come, you take that fight six days notice, I think, yeah. six or seven days notice. And we all know what, you know, Santos just gave everything that John Jones could want and more to him in a very close fight. So that has to make you know that you could, you can beat anybody at 185 or 205. Oh, uh, man, I, I truly believe that. Um, you know, especially, you know, Santos, I thought that John Jones would wrestle more because. Man, I'm not a collegiate athlete or a collegiate wrestler by any means or Olympic athlete, uh, Olympic wrestler. But, man, you know, I, I think I was like six of eight on takedowns against Chiago. So I think the wrestling is, you know, uh, where he's the weakest. And I thought that John Jones would try to exploit that. Well, I got to tell you, man, that I thought the Santos fight, personally, as a fan, if I didn't know you, which I did, of course, but it would have earned – my fandom for you that fight just from taking yeah. it on six days notice uh i mean anybody that watched that fight knows how tired you were at the end of the third round a lot of people i know were worried like i remember when it was going on watching it with my wife and she knows i'm a big fan she was like oh god is, is it you know is he hurt from the elbows i was like i think he's, he's just he's done like wind wise like you were just exhausted and that was more what it was right because you gave it every bit that you had Man, it was a combination of a lot of things, man. You know, I got hit a lot. You know, I, you know, when you get hit, man, it kind of take away your wind anyway. So, you know, I, I definitely felt like I was in a fight. And, uh, yeah, man, I was I was exhausted. I was tired. Uh, those elbows didn't help any either. No, you know, Santos is a bad so motherfucker, a too, man. combination of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you those know, short uh, elbows still give me nightmares from that fight. I couldn't imagine. I mean, they were just. I was like, God, that has to fucking feel terrible in his ears. I mean, just awful. Yeah, it just, it just, it just me. It uh, looks how it feels. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, speaking of that, you know, my I started my my three year old. I've got two two boys, by the way. One's uh, about to be fifteen. He's a quarterback at Hazel Green High School. Actually, his dream is, of course, to play at Alabama with Nick Saban before he retires. Shout out to my son Griffin. Um, and my youngest, Gunner. I started him at Gracie Baja here in Ackworth, Georgia, when he was three. Three years old, they took him in the kids' class. And I tell my friends I want him. I'm going to start him in club wrestling shortly. I hope to have those two as a base. Like I just don't think there's anything better. What do you think of that? I lost you, Eric. I can't hear you. Joe, are you there? Yeah, I hear you. I don't hear him anymore. It's better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I didn't hear you any of that answer, though, Eric. Sorry. No, I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, and you've trained with Gracie Baja, right, in Brazil? Hello? Yeah, he hey, can't hear us. I hear you. He can't hear us, though. Hello? Can you hear us, Eric? Here. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. I'm gonna remove myself. See if he can. If he can hear you. All right. All right. Hey, Eric, you back? Let's see. No. All right. I think he dropped. Yeah. You scared the shit out of me when you bounced, though, Joe. I, I didn't do it on purpose, bro. I didn't do this shit on purpose. You you got to adapt and overcome. Hey, Eric. Hey, sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good, man. I just I didn't hear anything from the Gracie Baja thing with my son. I didn't hear anything after that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no, I was saying that uh, I think wrestling and jujitsu. I'm also doing the same thing with my kids. Um and, you know, they, they love the grappling and wrestling and jujitsu anyway. So this is their first year actually wrestling formally. And then uh, they've been doing jujitsu, you know, since they were like three or four. So um, they have a good base. But I, I think with uh, jujitsu and wrestling, they can get live reps. A lot of them over the, over the course of time, you know, it, it's not going to do any damage to their body. Like yeah. Boxing, if you're trying to get live reps and having them spar, at this age, my kids are 10 and 8, two boys, you know, uh, probably don't want them doing that right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they can wrestle, go hard, get slammed, you know, do all the other stuff, uh, and it's all good. Yeah, I agree with all that. That's, uh, Joe, were you wanting to? Yeah. Um, yeah, That's go ahead. One thing about uh, martial arts is it teaches you to adapt when shit goes wrong real quick, not to panic, and how to stay straight. Um, <clears throat> was it one of your last fights, or not last fights, but after uh, Santos, you fought Elias Theodora. He just yep. known as the runner, if you will. <laughs> uh, when it's a, when an opponent doesn't engage you like that, how frustrating and like hard do you have to like figure out how to adapt to that situation where you're just constantly having to chase somebody. You know, that I think that's one of the things that between fighting him and Machida, uh, learn how to do that and cut off the ring, you know, yeah. something that, you know, I, I realized the importance of and how to score points. So, I mean, although I lost, 
you know, I, I think, you know, to the champions, they always find a way to adapt. And I think then, you know, I didn't do a very good job. You know, I just had, you know, man on the mission, knock them out, and that's it. Uh, so I think you have to be more cerebral with your approach, especially when you fight the, the better guys. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, right now you're on that two-fight winning streak. Have you got a fight offered to you yet? Are you planning to fight soon? What's next for you? Um, I'm not sure, you know, uh, hopefully sometime in this first quarter of, ne- of 2020, they only have one fight card left this year. So definitely not this year. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully in that, you know, March, April time frame of next year. Yeah. Well, if you're ever on a Boston card, let me know. I'll come down and watch. All right. All right. Oh yeah. Shit. I, I missed you when we were here in Atlanta. Uh, you didn't miss much, man. You missed the shellacking. That's all you missed, man. It was all good. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Shit. Uh, hey, well, I think we had a listener question Joe submitted. You want to ask him that one? I think I sent it to you. you yeah, sent. Yeah. Uh, having fought at both 185 and 205, where do you feel you have the most power? And do you think that the UFC would benefit from a 195-pound division? Um, Man, you know, I think that uh, – I think that um, – I think my power is the same, you know, but – the middleweights are much smaller uh, than the 205ers. So I, I think, uh, you know, whenever I hit the middleweights, you know, they go flying across the cage or they end up on their back or get KO'd, you know. Uh, not really the same for the 205ers. So, you know, I think uh, for me where I'm at, that's my best chance uh, at success is 185. Now – at Alabama, you had to be, I mean, if I remember right, you had to be every bit of 250, 255, 260, right? I think 250 is the biggest I ever got. Good God. Fighting 185 is crazy. But that's on that college diet of stuffing you with all the food, right? Man, you know, I was on a catfish diet because I was a lot smaller than the other than the guys that wanted that position. So they just like eat, 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 eat. So I ate everything all times of the night and uh, lifted super heavy. So I had, like, those big, bulky football muscles. And uh, so, you know, just doing the – like, even just the training in and of itself, you know, lost a lot of body fat, shed a bunch of that bulky muscle. So it's all lean muscle now and just, uh, you know, I just feel much better now than I ever did when I played football. Oh, I bet. I mean, and for people that don't know, I mean, you were a grinder at Alabama, you know, like you're a career guy that – you know, you didn't start right away. Uh, I saw an interview where you talked about, you almost, you thought about leaving the program. You had that powerful discussion with your, with your father and you almost left Alabama like your sophomore year. Right. Thank goodness yeah. you didn't. Yeah. 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 It, uh, turned out to be the, one of the better, best decisions I made, uh, was to stay at Bama and finish my career. So how's that feel? Cause your, your class, I consider, I mean, you laid the foundation. It wasn't the same Alabama. Like, people know Alabama's historically great, of course. Um, But there was a time where it wasn't this Alabama now. Like, people forget that. They're spoiled, you know what I mean? Like, these fans, they think that it's always been how it is where you're almost guaranteed you're going to be in the national championship hunt every year. didn't used to be that way. And you kind of – your class laid the foundation of what Bama is now, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing, the biggest difference between Shula and Saban is when Shula, when Saban came, 
he created a competitive atmosphere. He didn't care if you were a freshman or a fifth-year senior. The better player is going to play. And don't think that just because you started game one, you're going to start game two, game three, game four. Mm-hmm. So, one, that you know, everybody has to, like, compete with each other. Uh, and then, so it, it, it creates a competitive atmosphere. So every play is almost like a game because the receiver don't want to lose his spot. The DB don't want to lose his spot. So, you know, it creates that competitive atmosphere and that competitive spirit in players who, you know, maybe it was too easy for them in high school and maybe they didn't have that, you know, coming in. But now they have it and they're already a great athlete who now loves to compete and knows how to compete. And it just, man, how can you, you know, mess up that formula? Yeah. And Joe, we got one last question from a, a listener here <clears throat> before we let you go. I know you got to train. Um, okay. You have a question. Uh, what do you think about uh, Volkanovsky's leg kicks to Holloway? Do you think those were enough to win the fight and take the title from the champ? Man, I thought that Volkanovsky won a pretty decisive uh, victory over Max Holloway. He hit him more in every round. He made Max fight left-handed. Max is a righty. Yeah. Who does switch, but, you know, he usually goes back to being right-handed. So that lets you know that, one, the kicks were effective. So unlike when I fought Machida, you know, I barely felt those, you know. Uh, when Max was feeling those leg kicks, he had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, how's those? We always talk about punches, but what was it like for you first time you took a real leg kick from somebody? Uh, man, you know, I, I fought Roundtree, and that's what he pretty much did. Was, Jeez, you know, yes, I remember that. Uh, but for me, typically, I don't feel too much during the fight. It's yeah. afterwards. <laughs> like yeah. the next day, uh, we fought in Atlanta. I took my kids, me and the wife took the kids to the aquarium. And, man, I lasted about an hour. You know, that's my man. My legs just started hurting. It got stiff. And I was like, man, I can't do it anymore. We got to go. So, uh, but during the fight that night, man, it was all good, you know, uh, but the next day, totally different story. Yeah. Well, shoot, man, I'm going to let you run, man. I don't want you to be late for training. Uh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed this and everybody else did too. We're going to release this on our podcast here in a few days, but, uh, man, it was a pleasure talking to you, Eric. Big fan, bro. My pleasure. Anytime. Yeah, man. Have a good training, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, you too. All right, buddy. All right. All right. Well, that was your boy, Eric Anders, champion. Huge fan here. Clearly, everybody can see that. Um, Uncle Randy loves some damn Eric Anders. Uh, I don't know how that – we'll get that uh, sounding right, though, once we get uh, everything in post. As we say, I think Joe B also dropped these technical things, baby. That's what makes it so damn fun. But I enjoyed the shit out of that, man. Having him on, I know he's going to be heading to training. I hope to hear that uh, he has a fight coming up. That's why I was hoping that he had uh, let us know or that he had one planned, but I love to watch that guy fight. He brings it every fucking time. That's how you become one of my favorite fighters. My guys have always been, you know, the Diaz brothers, of course, Evan Tanner, um, and Eric Anders is right there with it uh, for me, not only because of the Bama connection, but his fighting style is, uh, is what Uncle Randy likes. 
All right, Joe B. Texting me. I don't know if he's dropping off on purpose or what. I think this is fuck with Uncle Randy Day. Had to slap me some hoes, goddamn. Come on back, Joe B. Yeah, I want Joe B to come back. So I want to talk about UFC 245 and just found out UFC is raising the pay-per-view prices coming up January for Conor McGregor. I'm not sure how I feel about that. What up, Joe B? What up, dog? I swear to Christ. <laughs> you can't you can't fucking win at this shit, bro. It's not I don't know what the fuck. Hey, Hey, Bruggies. That's my wife. Uh, what a fucking... for Married AF. That was great. I'm fucking... He was awesome. I wish I could have told him on the way out. I'm gonna yeah, have to, I didn't uh, want to hold him up. He's fantastic. He's super nice also when he was uh, leaving. Um, yeah. I want us to have him back on again, get him set up with headphones and... Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. <clears throat> all that, but... Not just yeah. so much interview, but like just shoot the shit about stuff. Dude, I know, man. What an athlete, though, you know, to come from Alabama football to UFC. And he's fought nothing but, I mean, looking back at his, even just hearing you and I talk about who he's fought, he's fought beasts. Oh, yeah. But even on his climb up, I mean, he went 10-0 and 0 before yeah. before he he lost to fucking Machida. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it, like it was a 10-0. and 0. He tore through uh, the lower divisions, LF. Won the championship for what Legacy Fighting Alliance, yeah. their inaugural thing at middleweight. Went to Bellator, won, came here. And it's like he climbed his way through the ranks, like as you would hope to see a lot of these fighters do. So, dude, how dope is that that he knows my coach? That's pretty cool. John Sturgis, shout out to John Sturgis, the powerful John Sturgis. That gives me a super damn. Mm. Knowing that he uh, he knows John. John was a beast too, goddamn. So it doesn't surprise me. But I'm glad you got to get your nut off with the Alabama shit. Oh, <laughs> Fucking oh, oh, let me let me talk to you about it. Yeah, there's uh <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Oh, Anybody who knows me knows I'm a diehard. I've been my whole life. God damn, it's the truth. Not one of these new fans. I went through the hard times, son. Well, let's talk about USC 245 a little bit. About what yeah. uh, I want to know your thoughts. We were both garbage cans with our picks. The worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, you know what? And I almost changed to Usman at at the last minute before I sent the 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 artwork to you. But I'm like, no, man. I think he, he's got a shot. And, but that fight, dude. That fight was amazing. And props to Cody for. Stick it in there with the broken jaw. No shit. I thought it was a great fight. Um, great fight. I think they need to run it again. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Watching them fight, the animosity that's there. I could see like that rivalry continuing for a little bit. But they're talking what him and uh, Woodley possibly. With Masvidal going up for the championship or fucking Wonder Boy, what the hell is that? Like, I don't know. Why is his name even coming up right now for the shot? Because he's such a nice guy. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> well, first off, before anything else, did you hear Woodley freestyling? No, I refuse to listen to it his. It was raps. the worst shit I've ever heard, dude. I love some some Woodley, old school Woodley, especially when he, before he learned before he stopped throwing his hands. I mean, he's got dynamite in his right hand. He quit throwing it. 
but it made me embarrassed for him. It was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I mean, he had an album come out. Oh, but dude, freestyles where you see what somebody really is, and he—it uh, was brutal. You think he was really off the top, or just pre-written? Yes, it was so bad that it was—it wasn't some shit he had wrote, but he was just not good at it at all. Yeah, I agree with Vince. There was no kickboxing, no no wrestling, nothing. <laughs> just all all head punches, all body punches. Usman's body punches. Whew. Dude, you rarely see a jaw come unhinged like you did. I mean, Colby had his mouth wide open. And I mean, if somebody catches you with your mouth open and they catch you on the jaw, it's done. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was great. That was a good fight. I like that one. But Colby showed to me, I thought, I think both their stocks went up, but he's tougher than hell. And I wish he would have just been a little more gracious in defeat if I'm his PR guy. Just a little bit. Yeah, but he's still going to play that card, right? Yeah. Like. If you're if you're creating that character, you got to stick with that character, win or lose. You can't you can't just jump ship. I mean, I think that's one of the things that pisses people off with Connor. It's like you'll talk all this shit, like overly hyped up, throwing dollies at buses, fucking talking all this bullshit, and then when you lose, you're like, oh, I love you, buddy. You're my best friend now. It's like, yeah. nah, bitch, like that. <laughs> with like he that that shit don't play in in real life. Some places, yeah. That so don't it's work with guys like Khabib and Jorge Masvidal, right? I mean, it's you're. This isn't WWE. If you want to play that type of game, fucking go over there. Like, I get you're really fighting, but I also agree with Vince with the fuck Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, uh, it blows my mind that I think that's what's gonna that pay per view is actually gonna do. I don't think it's gonna do what the UFC thinks it's gonna do, especially with them jacking up the prices. For a Conor McGregor that hadn't won in fucking forever, right? Yeah, that's what that's my problem with it. I figured it was eventually going to go back up to sixty five because that's what it was already at. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and now that ESPN has Disney's, you can the allure of it's oh, it's only five dollars. You can move away and shit like that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm but sad. you're for ESPN Plus. But you know you were going to anyways. I mean, especially like with the whole Disney thing. Why would you not have bundled it in with that? They're almost like separating it from the UFC deal. Yeah. I mean, it's still chat. It's how this fucking cutting the cable. People thought it was going to save them money. This shit don't save you money no more. Now you're paying for all these fucking. It's the same. Right. Yeah, it's the same, but you don't have to pay for everything. I mean, you don't need that CBS shit. You fucking get YouTube TV or Hulu and, and then you can have your live TV. Plus, I mean, Netflix. Yeah, that's what we do. Netflix, yeah, I mean, Netflix has stand-up comedies, and they have some good uh, original content, but Disney Plus, bro, like, come on, man, the fucking shit that's on there, if you're into anything of that shit. Yeah, Vincent's got a point here, too, about Usman could have played his role a little more uh, and been like, you know, I love shutting that motherfucker up. Yeah, but he was kind of gracious in defeat. Or yeah, in victory, he, he played the the I'm American. He played. He gave you the the immigrant story to America. He gave you the America story. I'm going to Donald Trump. I'm what <laughs> it's the American dream. I'm that person, which he is. You know what I mean? He's doing the damn thing. He's out there busting his ass and made himself fucking champion and defended the belt. But That's, nobody's gonna watch that motherfucker fight if he doesn't have a good dance partner. He he bring he. 
it, yeah. it gives me zero. Um, even after that beating, or not, I don't want to say beating, but even after that fight with Colby, even after the fight with Woodley, you don't think that his his he's turned it around as far as just like wrestling and grinding against the cage. He's coming out swinging and throwing punches a lot more. So I'd be more interested now to see what he does next. But of course, if his dance partner is Masvidal, yeah, that's a good dance partner again. Yeah. But if it's Lee, if it's Leon Edwards, I'm, I don't give a shit about either one. Like that's the thing. What if that fight happens? And for purists, that's a great fight. Like skill wise, I love that fight. Paying sixty five dollars if it's the main event, suck me. It doesn't. <laughs> I'll do it for our show and shit, but like if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't buy that fight. Um, I mean, I do it for Masvidal. I probably not with Leon Edwards unless they like beefed up the rest of the card to make it worth it. But yeah, and, and Usman's already beat uh, Leon Edwards once. Now Leon Edwards has been on a tear since, but he does have that win over him. So I think that points well, more toward Jorge. But there's your story, though. I mean, you already have some somewhat of a story to build off of i don't get the stephen boy thompson thing i don't get why that shit's blowing my mind like that that shit that i read today that shit makes no sense to me at all like zero i would edwards and hospital are the ones that make sense yeah i mean i think no matter everything who is on hold to see if connor beats cow if connor loses to cowboy everybody's fucked their financial futures oh, fuck. It's how powerful this dude that hadn't won in years is. Yeah. 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 Shame. 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 <clears throat> Fucking what do you think about uh, old uh, Amanda Nunez? I think she played smart. She she was smart and fucking took that bitch down and used her, her wrestling skills and jujitsu skills, although almost got into the triangle, but to, to maneuver and take her down not just throw the hands. So to me, that shows me that she's definitely the goat still. Dude, all of a sudden she's a killer wrestler. Yeah. Like taking down uh Durant, but I think Durant me also proved that she's no uh run over. I mean, Amanda's face. She was, uh, she took some shots. Yeah, no, she definitely landed like, and, but that's why, Amanda was smart and used her ground game to get her down versus, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of just sitting there and go, well, I'm going to just stick by this plan of bang and, and see what happens because I knocked out cyborg. It, I thought she played very smart, but to see like the, um, the girl that they're talking about, the boxer, the woman that wants yeah. to fight Nunez, yeah. like get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like I, I want to see them come to MMA. Like you said, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and I like uh, Amanda Nunez. Like, I wish people, like, I love that she's starting to catch on. But if people, when people really start to appreciate everything about her story, not just that she's, she throw them things. She's clearly got good wrestling. Jiu-jitsu is very underrated. But she's a great story. I mean, she's an openly gay woman in a great relationship. Yeah. Her and her wife punch each other in the face in training. So, I mean, what a better way to work out their <laughs> bullshit, right? As a uh, yeah. They yeah. Go punch her in the face. Uh, and it's not considered domestic? Or... I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm, I don't know. Where did she go from here? Like, what else is there for her? She's pretty much cleaned out her division. I think she's going down or uh, 
going down to featherweight again. Oh, no, bantamweight. Yeah, I, I, I think don't she's know. going down again. They've got to get some uh, some women to, st- to step up. You know, it's weird, but these these goats in women's MMA they come up and they separate themselves pretty quickly, right? Like you got Cyborg, the Rouseys, and then now Nunez. Those are the ones that like clearly separated from the pack at a certain time. So I'm interested to see who uh, steps up. What'd you, who'd you have one in the uh, Max Holloway fight? Uh, Volonovsky, yeah, after I watched it again. Like he was saying, like, and, and I agree that I didn't even think about it, but having him stay swat, uh, in Southpaw, like, fucking up his whole game plan, basically, that shows me that he, he won. Uh, I guess Max was on uh, Rogan today. I did not listen to it yet, but they were – making it seem like he got robbed. I don't think he got robbed. I think it was a very close fight and yeah. he lost. I'm not a fan though of champions losing by decision really. Yeah, I don't like that. It sucks. I mean, I do like the old school way of thought that you had to beat the champ to beat the champ. Beat the champ. Yeah. Cuz I, mean, I think right now with judging, if they ran if it was when John Jones fought Gustafson, if it was now Gustafson gets that win. But he didn't get that win because at the time they were making people beat the champ to beat the champ, I think. You know, because the fact that Max Holloway lost the belt on this this uh, kind of a dispute, I don't know. It doesn't sit good with me. I don't know why it didn't. You know, my gut even yeah. says I think Volkanovski won the fight, but then I'm just like you. I'm like, but I don't know if he won it by enough to beat the champ. I don't know if that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it when it comes down to that, but that's what happens. So, I mean, Christ, GSP wouldn't be champion half the time. <laughs> or at least with, like, uh, what was it, Hendricks? Hendricks fucking beat the shit out of him. They do need to overhaul judges. I agree. Oh, I think they got to start the fuck over. There's some shit um, that's unbelievable. Didn't uh, – which one was the fight – there was a few on this card where the judges, when they looked at the scorecards, were fucking crazy. I think somebody had Colby up four rounds to none. Are you serious? In the Usman fight. Yeah, they had him up that he won all the rounds. All right, well, that's no. You know, they should, when they, when they see something like that, that person should immediately be fired. I don't know how they do it. Now, I do think, again, and it was the same way when we talked about the Overeem fight. I didn't like Goddard stopping that at that point with Colby. I think he got to let him go. He was still defending. Sure, he was hurt, but the, you don't know that his jaw's broken as the referee. Everybody wants to throw that in, but he was still grabbing a leg and shit, man. You got to let these guys fight out of it. You know, you never know. Just like yeah. Big Boy proved with what, nine seconds left when he sent Overeem's lip into the crowd? Yeah, four seconds. <laughs> Uh, Christ, no, eh. but yeah, I think you have to. I like to beat the champ to be the champ, and the decision isn't enough. You gotta, you gotta stop them. Whether submission, knockout, something like it should be a stoppage, TKO, like I don't know, some shit. Yeah, yeah. and even this is a great point. We've talked about this before about the judges BX fighters. I'm all for yeah. that. I just worry about conflict of interest. Like if their old team, like if they're former Winkle John guys and John Jones is fighting is there, but you know, I'm still more for making it X fighters for sure that have been there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it should be fucking 
Yeah, Congo versus Barry. Yeah, no shit. That's one time. Uh, that Vince just remember that came down to the very last second. Congo beating the shit out of, or no, Barry beating the shit out of Congo the whole time, right to the fucking end. Fucking crazy. Oh, we've been off of a lot of good shit. I mean, we talked about the uh, a fucking ref now would have stopped that Maynard uh, Edgar fight a hundred times. Oh God, yeah, yeah, would have been stopped ten times. Both of them, they would have never been what they were. Yeah, and our our boy uh, Faber, we were both picking him with our hearts, I think, and not with our brains, to be honest. But what a tough son of a bitch, man. I mean, but that motherfucker from Russia is just a fucking robot from hell. I'd like to see him in Cejudo. I'm not a Cejudo fan. Oh, I think he kills Cejudo. I hope so. I'm just not. I am not a Cejudo fan at all. I get that he beat DJ... That sucks. <clears throat> the but he is such just a pompous asshole that I'm just of all not... the gimmicks. I think his is the worst. <laughs> he, he, he just he's such a nice guy to play the to play the bad guy. Like you know he's full of shit. Yeah. Like you were already the nice guy. You can't be the nice guy and then switch to no, I'm really a bad guy. On bended <laughs> knee. Like what <laughs> taglines are so cheesy, like Fuck, man. It makes Chell Sonnen look like a fucking crypt. Yeah. Fucking crypt straight off the streets. Ugh. That's how yeah. bad at it he is. But this fight right here, Vincent says, Scott Smith versus uh, Sells. I remember that fight. Scott Smith got hurt to the body and, like, bent over. like, Ugh! And then fucking Pete rushed in, and Scott knocked him the fuck out. It was incredible. But that would have been another one that would have been stopped real quick. I don't know what to do about the damn stoppages. Now, I think Uriah's stoppage was fair. He was getting his ass beat. Dude, and he he got his ass. What hurt me the most was he was getting beat up pretty good, but he looked over to his daughter and wife in the crowd in the front row and, like, waved at him at one point, Damn, which was cool. I love that. Yeah, to let him know. That is okay. Yeah. Then he gets his eyes split open. And it's right there in front of his wife and daughter. Like, I was just putting myself in their shoes. Like, that sucks. Yeah. No, it doesn't, especially because he retired and came back. There's, you don't need to fight. You can bow down, sir. You pass your knowledge on to the next as the, you know, Cody <laughs> No Chin Garbrandt. Yeah, Cody no is being chin. referred to now. Uh, is starting shit in the back. Like he's Nick Diaz gonna avenge his the loss. Cody gets too emotional, man, and that he goes he carries that shit into his fights, aspect like overly emotional. I think it works against them actually, and it's put him in these fucking uh, throwdowns, you know, and getting knocked out three straight fights. I mean, I hope he's figured it out. I actually like it when he's good, but I hate to see a guy with string together not getting knocked out like that. His fight against Cruz when he won the belt, like just him moving around was amazing. Like, I mean, he made Dom look slow. Mm -hmm. And then to get all hyped up and emotional and then have his first two losses are uh, fucking TJ, which controversy because of the EPO. <laughs> Some funny shit right there. It's <laughs> true. I think Cody uh, does have daddy issues, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's, it kind of looks exactly like that. 
if you know his story, you know, he's got, there's daddy problems. Yeah. I think that's actually fucking right on. Did you see Matt Brown murder Ben Saunders? No, I heard it was great. I was at a ugly sweater party. Oh, for the prelims. Yeah. Yeah, Old ass Matt Brown still bringing the motherfucking thunder. The immortal man. Dude, he is like, he's one of the guys that he is what he says. There's no doubt. There's no gimmick. He is always, he's a guy that would terrify me if it's the shit's going to get real, real, real. My only question is why come back? It's got to be money. I would think. That's a shame if it is. Yeah, it shows that they don't get uh, paid enough. Yeah, especially. Yeah, no, I agree. Figure out, get him a job at the Institute or something. Something. Um, I know Mike Perry lost, but I missed that one. Oh, dude, he got uh, he got shut up pretty quick. Was it ninety seconds or something? Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, to me, and we talked about this before. I think you brought it up just in passing. Like, I want to see how he does after that nose, right? Yeah, and I think he, he looked like he didn't want to get hit again, which is understand, dude. I get it. I'm not <laughs> knocking anybody. If your nose gets removed from your face, uh, I don't know if I want one again either. <laughs> no shit. Uh, ring walk is a drug. I could agree with that. Oh uh, yeah, sir. Uh, they need the, you know, the adrenaline of the whole thing, and somebody like Matt Brown, dude. That's his whole life, dude. He's been fighting like that forever. That the immortal is no bullshit. If somebody's nickname is fair and he's that's his nick the dude is incredible. Hell yeah. And meaner yeah. than hell. I remember on in the Ultimate Fighter, somebody was fucking with his chew. And he wanted to murder them. Murder <laughs> them. I don't remember who it was. Um I don't uh, want this fucking internet to cut out again or whatever the fucking issue was well what do we got next what's come the next card all is cowboy and connor all we know on the ufc 246 um i gotta look right now i think there were other ones mentioned ufc 246 Yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, it just shows them so far. And then Jones and Reyes are in February. I think Ioana's in April. Dude, I'm liking this uh, Jones and uh, Reyes more and more after they face off. Yeah, I felt yeah. some uh, some steam from John. I think John sees that this hungry kid isn't scared, and I mean they are eyeball to eyeball. It's like looking at. A mirror image in size mm. and length. Do you think that Connor is going to beat Cowboy? Are you going to take? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like a conspiracy theorist. I'm almost to the point <laughs> now. It, I wouldn't put it past the fucking UFC that Cowboy takes uh, an absurd fucking dive. Get out of here! Blows his nose. I, I'm just, you know, Eddie Bravo up in this bitch, but something tells me. <laughs> Look Connor, into it. Cowboy's going to get pizzade, and we're going to see him get dropped by something stupid. Ah, dude. 
if that shit happens, bro, I don't know. I'll fucking boycott <laughs> UFC, go over to Bellator, unless like Eric's fighting. Dude, do you hear about <laughs> Rory McDonald going to the PFL? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I mean, I, think do you think he, I don't think the the Red King is scared of anybody, but I mean, did the Lima fight fuck him up that? Why would he leave and go there? Man, maybe. Maybe the Lima fight fucking scarred him. He doesn't want that fucking shit anymore. And Dude, that's. You talk he about. Would have to. He's had wars ever since he fought Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's taken more damage in a period of time that that's been. I mean, his Lima ate his leg up something atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure he doesn't want. Well, then just get out. I mean, they, they've been saying it. His coach is. Uh, the one saying that he he's back and that he wants to fight, but then you're going over the like you said you're. I don't want to say it's down a division, but it's it's not Bellator. And it's definitely not UFC. I'm sure they have great caliber fighters, but you see what happens as they climb through Ooh. to get to the UFC. They don't usually pan out well, especially because they usually get thrown to the wolves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the PFL promised to make him like the center of all market. I mean, I, I would think they would. He's going to be by far their biggest draw. Yeah. Crazy shit. What else did I see? I know there's a bare knuckle fight coming up, but it's somebody. Yeah. It's Hector, Hector Lombard. And is it Gonzaga? It's two no. UFC fighters. Yeah. No, Gonzaga just fought. I thought Yeah, he just killed uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, right? Yeah. So I think it's, it was Lombard and crap. I'm, uh, I'm just ready for things to, as much as I love all the shit talking and back and forth, it's just weird that no fighters have a clear path on who they're going to fight because right now the rankings really don't mean dick. Right. Yeah. Oh, Vince said he just sent the 246 lineup to our uh, Twitter feed. Twitter? Oh, dope. Uh, it's, so it's Joe Riggs. And oh, there it is. Hector Lombard. Old ass Joe Riggs, yep. <laughs> Dude, Joe Riggs used to be like 300 pounds. It's fucking incredible. Damn. So prelims, right? Uh, I can't be all right. So JJ Aldridge, Sabrina Mazzo. No, 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 no. Here we go. Oh, your boy Sodex fighting. Yusuf. Oh, nice. Claudia um, Jagea. However you fucking say your name. Claudia Jadalia. Yeah, there you go. Uh, versus Alexa Grasso. All right. Uh, main card. Macy Barber's fighting. Okay. There you go. I, I fucking I want to see I want to see her and Paige go at it. Yeah, I I would like to see that. Paige Bring is that too shit. busy showing her tits on Instagram, and I get it. Yeah, uh, Holly Holm is the co-main against Raquel Pennington. Diego oh. Fiera is fighting Anthony Pettis. Who's fighting Anthony Pettis? Diego Fiera. Okay. Fiera. Grant Dawson. Mm, and K's, Chase Skelly. I'm down for some fights. Eh, you would think they'd build a bigger card for Cowboy. I think they just know that that fight is going to... That Connor's a draw. You don't need anything else. Come on, man. Hook Cowboy up. Dude, get him all the buckets. Dude, 
I'm I'm with you, man. I'm the more it gets closer, I'm gonna get more and more pissed off if I start thinking about possibility of cowboy <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's that type of person, dude. Yeah. I he's been a company guy. He always has me stepped up. Like I could see Dana, but Uncle that Dana. though. Hey, cowboy! One time, I'm gonna make it worth your while. Goddamn, we're gonna give you, you know, a million dollars and one percent of the pay-per-views, but I need you to sit your ass down the first time he throws a left hand down the pipe. Thank you. No way. If you, if that were ever to happen, he would be smart. I mean, he would destroy the UFC, really, if he just did the horror or the Nate Diaz thing. I'm not fighting until this shit's fixed. <laughs> yeah. I just need Fine. to know what the fuck, the longer that this goes to, the worse it looks for that it's not going to happen with Nick and Jorge. Like Nick is not getting any younger. I need Nick to go. They got to do whatever they got to do and sign that motherfucker and get this done. I think part of it is probably waiting to see how this fight shook out. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jorge's durable as fuck. I don't, I can't remember Jorge ever missing anything due to injury. No, but yeah, but if, if uh, Colby won, would you not have made the Masvidal fight with him? Oh, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but now I don't think Masvidal has any interest in Usman. It's just boring and he wants money fights. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um Yep. I'm uh I'm all about it. Shit. So what are we uh what's our plan? We're gonna be back when in two weeks after Christmas? Yeah, uh probably calendar, let's see. Do, 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 do. Take a little Christmas break, spend time with the family, recharge some juices, line up some guests. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, say January 8th. Does that work for you? Yep. Dope, dude. Fucking take the... I, for 13 episodes, I think we're off to a great start. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we got us our first uh, UFC fighter, uh, Eric, your boy, Anders. Can't uh, can't thank him enough. That was incredible of him to stop by. Oh, yeah, dude. That, was, that shit was awesome. Uh, having Rob from McDojo Life a couple weeks ago, us oh, getting it that, in, dude. us getting it in and just being able to shoot the shit, watch some fights and be able to talk about it, chat blowing up with Vince in there. <laughs> yeah, and I think we do need to do uh, – if you're down, I say we go ahead and like really plan it out and do a, a buddy beat down for um, Cowboy and Cerrone. Or Cow- yeah. Cowboy and Connor. <laughs> yeah. Cowboy yeah. and Cerrone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can see, get some people in watching with us, fucking hanging out. Oh, yeah. Be sure not to show the fights so we don't get in trouble again. Yep. I'm all about it, brother. Well, shit. Yeah, dude. I'm going to run out of here and eat my dinner, too. Hell yeah, dude. It's been a good time. Yep. All right, brother, man. Well, I will uh, holler at you later. Let's tell them where, where they can uh, find us in our other shit. Hell yeah. Well, in 2020, you can find me at any podcast. Any pod will do on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Kyrie.fm backslash any pod. Go there, and you can talk with other people that are listening to it. And enjoy the interaction, the community that's there, a bunch of listeners. Boom. Uncle Randy here, goddamn hell. You can find us on Married as Fuck, uh, me and my wife, Brooke. We are Married as Fuck on Twitter. 
We got smoke throwing for us here. And uh, Married AF podcast on Facebook and Instagram, goddamn. And if you have questions that you want to send in, you can hit us up on Twitter, like you said, at Smoke Throwing, or even email them to throwingsmokemma at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. All right, brother man. Well, we'll uh, holler at all y'all motherfuckers later. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, bro.